We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes beyond the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. I'm your host, David Cameo, and I'm joined by Cosmom09, Rachel. What are, you, what are you doing on your phone? I'm trying to share that we're on right now and that people <laughs> should join us, but it's not cooperating. Well, it now I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon D.A.K. Blazy Gardner and Bridget ko-fi.com slash punkybrewster that's P-U-N-K-Y-B-R-U-A-S-E-T-E-R and of course Survivor's tier member recently minted Kira Takira Takira Kira Takira Lawrence I don't know <laughs> if I should have said your last name but that's fine Connie Dixon for life that's ko-fi.com slash Connie Dixon the number four L-Y-F-E and we're here to talk about The Walking Dead Dead Cities fourth episode of its inaugural season titled Everybody um, Gets a Prize what she said Sorry <laughs> It was very, it was was very animated. Yeah. I want a prize. Psst, no one. Again? No. Nobody gets a prize. The prize was death. So, everyone, you may or may not know this, but I have a very mediocre YouTube channel. And, and, and I'm doing a giveaway currently on my last video. It's a unboxing of the most recent supply drop. And there are three months free of Amazon Plus for one lucky baby who subscribes to my channel. So do that and then like the video, leave a comment so I know who you are and that you want to be entered. <laughs> anyway, there's only five people entered so far, so the likelihood of you winning is pretty high. Just saying. Punky Brewster is my channel name. YouTube.com slash at Punky Brewster. That's P-U-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-E-R. How? See, that comes in <laughs> handy sometimes. So I will be announcing the winner for this on Friday. Maybe I'll do a little live. Can you go on, live? On YouTube. I can. Wow. On desktop only. Well, I mean, where, where else would you want to go? On the phone? On your I phone? guess on my phone but that seems weird it's weird yeah like an old man not used to it <laughs> hey wait how do we go on i'll like have the camera up my chin like old people do <laughs> hello looking up <laughs> how do Who i flip this? the screen around <laughs> flip the screen around straight up to your up your nose <laughs> yeah just up my nose yeah do i turn it around do that. or it's just I? your forehead and the ceiling that's my favorite <laughs> you mean there's a front camera yeah Instead, you're just like turning the camera yeah. around the phone. Everyone, go hand. subscribe. I'm at 46 uh, subscribers right now, and I would love to get to 100. Oh my god! I would love you to get to 100 too. I would die probably if I got to 100. My no, friends are again. Be fine, you'd be fine. <laughs> 100 is famous. <laughs> oh wow, your standards are <laughs> very low. Can I have your autograph? <laughs> I've given it out. It's so weird. Bridget, you'd be like, why? Why do you want my why? Go away. It's literally what I said. Well, we're hovering right around, I think it's about 835 subscribers on YouTube. We've been talking about the Robin Overton telethon that we're planning on doing to pay for Robin's the TWD black and white guy on Instagram, his cancer treatment. Because it's basically the one major thing that he needs right now. He's being treated right now. He's looking okay so far. I haven't seen a check-in from him in a little bit, but regardless, he needs a little help. And so the big thing that we need right out front, and we're going to start talking to people to see, spread the word about this, is that one of the things that we've constantly been doing is we've been trying to up our game in terms of the charity game. And we do our best with the Jackbox charity live streams and the 200, a whole bunch of things that we've been doing for the last few years. And one of the biggest pain points is that we don't have quite enough followers on YouTube to get the reach that we need. Now, we when we do go live, we do usually simulcast 
podcast on our fellow host channels to spread the word even more on their Facebook profile pages, Twitter, etc. But it's not enough. So the big takeaway here is if you're watching or if you know somebody who would like to watch stuff like this, it would be really helpful for us, for at least for the charity, so that when we go live for eight hours on this telethon, that there are people that we can reach that have deeper pockets, not even deep pockets, a little bit over time, like little feed the birds over eight hours, you know, that helps a lot. So if you could spread the word to subscribe to Squawking Dead's YouTube channel, that would be great. It's youtube.com slash squawking dead. If you're watching on YouTube right now, just copy and paste the link or share this video even. It'll point to our channel at some point, but we do need the subscribers. It would be great if you can get us to cross at least a thousand. We're only 150 or so away from that. So what are you waiting for? I mean, well, not now. Now, now you can, do, let's do the things. Okay, let's do the things with the podcast and the breakdown. And so what we're going to do right now is talk about this episode. I think at some point I'm going to say, oh, hey, go to the merch store and pick up our new art and logo designs based on the Walking Dead Dead City. It kind of looks like this logo right here, the Squawking Dead City. That's the logo design. And then there's a manhole cover for the art design with the Squawking Dead City logo, sort of like that, the New York City sewer. First impressions. And since Takira is on here for the first time, we're going to pressure her ass to give us <laughs> her first impressions. Now, when you talk to me about this, you're like, oh, I had to get the Survivors to your membership because I need to talk about this episode. <laughs> I think I know what you meant, but now you can say it for yourself. This is my favorite episode of the series so far. I couldn't pinpoint one reason why it was my favorite, but I always love like when shit's about to go down, kind of feel the tension and you just know it's going to be some tears by the end of this episode, screaming by the end of this episode. So that's kind of like what I felt the episode was going to be. And then the action pro at. <laughs> you mean this? You got <laughs> Not that one. Not that one. Uh, we'll get there. Because <laughs> once I get there, I'm not going to be able to stop getting there. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. One big thing I want to talk about was that Jenny just wanted to curse Maggie out for the whole entire episode. Like if she actually spoke, that's probably what she would have been doing. It was written all over her face. <laughs> so she would have a comic book bubble with all the symbols. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what do you think she would say? I mean, do we agree at least at the end part, it seemed as though she was on board with Maggie? Yeah. Okay. But in the meantime... I don't know which one of you talked about it before, but how when she got to New Hilltop, wherever that may be, that they were doing fine, that there was no stress, no like, oh my God, how are we going to eat? Everybody was fine. And it was contradictory to Maggie's story about what happened. I think the way Maggie came at Negan in the first place made her not trust her from the very beginning. So she may have been looking for reasons to not trust her but maggie gave her plenty of them right on top of the uh burning of the doll most likely it seems yeah i'm pretty sure yeah i wanted to say that i'm pretty sure she burned it. we don't shy away from killing kids on fear the walking dead but we we shy away from showing a burning doll let's <laughs> we draw limits it's a dinosaur dave it's a doll it's a doll it's not a doll it's a, it's a stuffed a, animal it's a plushie right isn't that i have yeah, language barrier okay i kept calling <laughs> it a dino plushie Plushy. Yeah. It's a plushy, a stuffy, a lovey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 
Okay. That's Sorry. my this, takeaway. For the save. Know. For the that's, save. That's my takeaway. Is that yeah, that 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 was the best part of the episode. And, <laughs> but for so many reasons, that meant one of two things. He either felt like, okay, my brother lost everything and now I can help him. I can be like all he has left or something like that. Or perhaps he wanted to maim him a little bit and then say, Okay, now I welcome him. Either way, he was super happy to see Negan. <laughs> and none of that happened at all. Let's take a, a beat back because I know Walking Dead Eternal had asked and we should clear this up. What are you holding in your lap, Kira? I'm holding my Connie doll made by Blazy Gardner's mom. And I just love that she has the ponytail. I wanted her to look like she did from on the inside. So remember she had like a little vesting on. Yep. And always her braid like this was my favorite thing. I like- Well, describe it for the audio podcast too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, sorry. The bracelet. The bracelet that she has on is my favorite thing. And the fact that her hair is in a curly ponytail, she really paid attention to details. And I have Virgil's (laughs) knife that she used during the episode. (laughs) That's totally cool. Which also Rachel has the same one behind her. Leading up to one of the things that I wanted to say as part of our housekeeping, which was reminding everybody that you can get your own doll of your choosing. There's a limit, but let's find out where that limit is Mm -hmm. by heading over to (laughs) ko-fi.com slash blazygardner0150. That's B-L-A-Z-Y-G-A-R-D-E-N-E-R 0150. Or you can... um DM me on Instagram. The only real restrictions are like she can't do intricate designs. Like if there's writing on the shirt or intricate designs on shirts and stuff, she can't do that. She can't do like plaid. But just about anything else is is a go. If you have somebody you want, message me and I'll I'll let you know if we can do it or not. Thomas asks, has Lauren seen the doll? Has has Lauren Ridloff seen the Connie doll to Kira just yet? I posted it absolutely everywhere, but when I posted it on Twitter, I tagged Lauren Ridloff, hoping that she would (laughs) see it somehow. Right. Fingers crossed. And uh, Walking Dead Eternal says Connie is one of my favorite characters. So Mine too. Maybe Thomas can help us out with that. Well, Thomas asks, can they be anatomically correct? <laughs> I mean, if you really want it that way, sure. <laughs> I think her mom, her mom's cool like that. Yeah. Thomas, I'm being serious right now, actually. If you want it to be anatomically correct, you're going to have to shell out a little bit more because that's a lot more pieces, a lot of intricate pieces. <laughs> it depends on who on, we're talking about. On size. <laughs> I mean, two boobs and a, you know. More yarn, maybe not so much more yarn. I don't know. You just have to find out. <laughs> a little tiny bit of stuffing. Yeah. <laughs> back to the episode, ladies. What was your impression of this episode, Rachel, since you just watched it? And it's kind of fresh in your mind. I did just watch it. I agree with Takira. This episode definitely felt like a ramp up. That shot from outside the building, just the buildup throughout the episode was really, really well done. They were lighting the candle and I'm just like, oh, what is the what is this candle? Like, is it a romantic dinner? Is this a trap? Is it like, so who's setting the mood? And then we find out what it's for and then we get the that, <laughs> get that scene from outside and I just was like oh my gosh this is incredible and then immediately thought okay but who told him he knew he knew someone told him that they were coming who was it we lost a lot of red shirts this episode too I was like oh bye red shirt oh another red shirt but like real red shirts not Annie Smith <laughs> <laughs> unnamed people it might have been the last episode or it might have been this one but they also said we need to get a move on before he figures out that we're coming so do they know that that somebody is leaking something or? Right. Tommaso said it again this episode. Every hour or the more time we wait is more time for him to figure it out. How would he figure it out unless someone's telling him? Does he have eyes? The Barazzi down below that got the blood shower, you know, they would say, oh, that's Negan. Oh, he, because mm-hmm. he heard that that was Negan at the bank. That's your ha- 
handiwork, Negan. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's, so every hour that goes by, he's preparing more and more for their arrival, let's say. That's kind of the gist of it. And Thomas is, the marshal told him, but that's regardless. Marsh, the marshal told him just not. gives the Croat more inside information. But the marshal w- didn't know their plan either. Yes, he no. knew Negan was on the island, but he didn't know what their plan was going to be. Right. And the best part of that is that that plays out. Like Everybody thinks that the Croat, oh, he's out to get him. And like, no, when he hears that Negan's there, you think it's going to go one way. Maybe in the back of my mind, I'm like, but what if he does? What if he doesn't want to kill him? It was timed out perfectly. That video, the countdown, it was too perfect. I think he had it down right, like a symphony. He's like, okay, we have five minutes to do, and then get at get the GTFO, a la GTA. Do you think it's kind of like just these two groups, either the Croat and his people, or the rebels? And pretty much, if you're not in one, you're in the other. So mm-hmm. if they see movement, they can kind of. I don't know. I've been trying to figure out how would he possibly know if he literally didn't have some listening in. Are there other groups on Manhattan that aren't part of these two factions? Right. Hmm. That is That's a good question. a good way of looking at it. You would think there would be. Yeah. I mean, it would occur to you, though. Or has the Croat killed everyone that has not joined him? Right, right. Or has absorbed everybody who, well, mm-hmm. he was just talking to the young lady that was at the console talking about how to put in a CD player. You've never seen, yeah. you've never seen a CD player before. <laughs> so then, <laughs> but she talks about taking over this firehouse and she was smart enough to put her weapons down. So that, that's an example of like the people he would absorb, let's say, into his colony or his, his sanctuary. Adapt or die. Oh, and you remember what Tommaso said in previous episodes? He said he's been going around Manhattan and telling people to join or die, basically, and they mm-hmm. decided not to. Yeah. Tommaso got a little dose of Morgan's anti-Walker stank. <laughs> <laughs> At least he had guts on him. His death stench. <laughs> death stench. Activated Activate. death stench. <laughs> I wonder if, if he got bitten, though. That's yeah. what I was going to ask. Yeah. What do you guys think? I think he did. I think it's I possible. Think so. And he would ignore it as long as possible to save his wife. Mm-hmm. He's going to wait until they're down in the methane-filled sewers to die <laughs> and turn when everybody's all drugged out. Turn into fuel? <laughs> <laughs> essentially Seth in, on Instagram says what rebels this is just a few survivors left on the island that don't work for the crow whack <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess well if it is just the tribes people and they've all slimmed down to basically what happens on the walking dead I think usually is like oh all the lesser known sometimes background characters like a la season six and seven like all of a sudden they start slimming down and you're left with like oh we're just left with our core players <laughs> okay oh oh now there's some new background actors to kill off over the next few seasons over time. I was sad to lose the collector. I know she wasn't there that long, but... The, oh, I think her actress, name was R- Riza on the show. I like the I, actress a lot. <laughs> it's Aisha, Aisha Kendrick, Kenrick? Yeah. Ken- Kendrick. Kendrick. Is it Kendrick or Ken- Canuck? Anyway. <laughs> She's Canadian. Aisha, Canadian. Remember on, on Lost when they were getting thin on red shirt people, so they brought on these two people that just appeared out of nowhere that were there the whole time, but we never <laughs> saw them until like season three? Nick and Paula. Everybody hated them so much that they ended up buried up to their necks in Santa and they got killed off finally. Because everybody was like, what? These people just showed up out of nowhere. They've been on the island for three seasons. And this is the first time we've seen them step up into the forefront. I want to hit on something that uh, Shauna said in the chat because you kind of brought it up as somebody feeding information to the Croat. Shauna says, do you think Negan possibly agreed secretly with the Croat's decision, but for the better of his group, he had to get rid of the Croat and the Croat understood that. I don't really understand what that means. She's saying, do you think that Negan agreed with the Croat torturing that little girl to get information. The look on Negan's face said no. He was not going along with that at all. That 
that girl looked a whole lot like Ginny. Right. Yes. In age yeah. and in, yeah. in ethnicity. Maybe Ginny's who's feeding information. Her looking a whole lot like the little girl that was killed will support my theory. That's why the Croat would use someone who looks just like her. I did listen to another podcast this morning because I just wanted to kind of feel out some other people's theories on what was happening. I listened to, well, it used to be Walking Dead cast, but it is now the cast of us. Anyways, Podcastica's umbrella. Jason is not doing this season because he really hates Negan. So <laughs> some other podcast people have taken over. The theory that they had was, and I don't know if I agree with this. I just thought it was interesting. They thought that maybe one of the men that Negan killed to be excommunicated from New Babylon was possibly Ginny's dad. And that Ginny maybe secretly does not trust him and actually is there for revenge. I don't know that I agree with that theory, but it's interesting. When I was doing the first blog for the first episode, because we were we're late in coming with the blogs and we've had some publishing issues, especially with the one I just released the one for the second episode last night, but I got dinged. And usually I go for a manual review and it comes back up right away. But this time it's been almost a day. But uh, one of the theories I thought of was that goes off of something that Charity said in that episode. And that was what if they confused Jenny's dad for Negan and they mm. did the punishment thing. And that was the horrific thing that made her go mute. And Negan feels responsible for that because he was on that farm with her and her father. And so they must have confused him for her father. And so he's like, okay, it's my fault that this happened and I have to take responsibility. But I kind of want to go on this theory. I don't have a theory that's fully formed, but I do remember one thing and that's Negan asks Maggie for the matches. And regardless of what happens after that, she finds the beeswax and he goes, don't act like you haven't done anything yet you have to apologize for. Now wait, why was the beeswax in his bag? Because he killed Luther at the end of the last episode, right? What was used to light up the candle on the drum or drums? A Zippo lighter. Specifically, mm -hmm. what was the totem that Luther used at the dinner table when he was remembering who it was? That Somebody he was had a Zippo lighter, was it him? It was, yeah. It I was Luther. It, yeah, it was Luther, I thought. Okay, now who has Luther's stuff? <laughs> That's weird. I don't like this. How can Negan be in two places at once, though? No, he was running around and he, he was just trailing after Maggie. He was playing cat and mouse with the Croat during this time. For some reason, Maggie got to the garage first. Why would Negan blow up the doors and Listen, let the dead in? Again, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a theory. I just know that Negan has Luther. See, one of the things I like about these shows is the use of misdirection. You're busy looking at the one thing, the beeswax, while you're missing the fact that what was used for the candle, but a Zippo. It doesn't make sense. I don't know why this is. I just want you guys to have it in the back of your mind that that exists and that Luther did have a Zippo. Well, Thomas says it's the worst theory ever. <laughs> I don't have a so theory. You know. I, don't, I don't know what it means, but I think it's important to kind of drop. So <laughs> I feel like because fans easily get the storyline of the show because it really could have only gone one way, that maybe they really want to confuse the hell out of us until that final moment where we realize what's going on. That's kind of what I was thinking. In, in the realm of that, if Negan were to do this, what's his end game? Is he trying to take credit for rescuing Herschel? Like maybe be the hero, like force his hand to be? It's not unusual for him to sort of maybe do that. But I, again, it's he not a fully formed theory. Herschel is apt. So he could be dooming Herschel. And so that's the thing. That's what didn't make sense. Like, why would he do that? Mm -hmm. Does, does or, he think that Maggie would hold her own? And, and the crew, does he not care? You know, Maggie could get out, but these people, oh, they're toast. They can't handle themselves or something. <laughs> He's underestimating them just as much as Luther and underestimated him. I Maybe it's just something to keep in mind as we keep watching, keep it back here, way back here. <laughs> and then when something pops up, you could say, hey, Dave, you're right again about something that you weren't really sure of at all. <laughs> or he completely very lied. Emily's like, <laughs> 
What's the point you're trying to make? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just noticed that Luther had that Zippo in the episode where they were eating together and humming. It was one of the totems that he had that he put. He First of all, he raised it up so that everybody could see it. The audience could see it. Be like, okay, hey, this, remember this. And well, so what's being used with to light their, the can With their item. Not as dramatic <laughs> as Luther because he was in the light. So you'd pay attention. <laughs> I'm being I'm being facetious. I'm just saying it might be just it might be important to keep in mind. Oh, and Thomas says it's already gone. Oh, just went back and just just add his brain pooper. He could have either one lied about his family actually being alive, or he lied about where they are, and the Croat actually has them, and maybe he's playing Maggie somehow. Negan's playing Maggie somehow. Yeah. So it's like they're both trying to play each other, but each really other. the Croat's exactly. in charge. Yes. <laughs> Bridget's like, please, you're hurting my brain. I'm done. Stop talking about I'm this. done, you guys. I'm done. <laughs> All I wanted to do was if drop that. you like that what you heard. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> Bye. Good night, folks. Uh, uh, I'm gonna... <laughs> So <laughs> methane is is flammable. So how wise is it to be setting off big fires in a building full of flammable gas? Not wise at Not all. At all. Unless you're in alternative fuels and he's aware of the pitfalls and whatever. I'm okay with it. I allow it. I accept the fact that he's pretty smart when it comes to handling volatile gases and liquid gases. But what do you guys think? Who? Croat? Nah. Negan. Negan. <laughs> Okay, I don't know sorry. who you're talking about. I'm leaving. We're our audio I'm listeners. I'm Please done. Be Bye. That's what Sharon was saying. Is it smart to explode methane, especially yeah, when the streets are filled with it? You're saying that Negan is setting these things off. So now I'm like so confused. Like who you're talking? Just get what? that out of your head. Just get it out of your head. Get that happening? out of your head. Who am I? What year yeah. is it? <laughs> this is what this is all that's going on in Rachel's head right now. Because I've put it in her head. All right. That's like seven times. I think. <laughs> but I only did the Buraz one twice. Okay. okay anyway. So, um, <laughs> Shauna says something big has to happen for our main characters. What? Shauna <laughs> says he thinks his living room has some volatile gas in it right now. Mm. Thank God none of us are there. Oh, you know what I mean? Fart joke. I'm glad you're farting in peace. <laughs> Wait, Thomas, hold on a second, hold on. Let me let me address what he said before, though. Oh my god, they both had Zippos. Where could they have gotten them? Oh yeah, every freaking bodega. No, but why would he ask for his matches if he had a Zippo? Doesn't make sense. No? But he asked for his matches before he before the candle was lit. What are you talking about, brah? So? <laughs> this you just I I'm done. I'm done. Why, I'm done why would he bother theory. asking for I'm matches if he had a Zippo? <laughs> he didn't. You just Doesn't. said he stole the oh, zippo. Sh- you not job. Wait, but What's wait. What's happening? Here's the thing. He's asking. He's asking for the matches because he he doesn't want. Are you are you, are you done with your fit? Of course he's hiding the fact that he has the beeswax. Of course he would want to hide the fact that he has the Zippo because what? Why would he have Luther's stuff? But he realizes because he doesn't have the matches, he's forced to use the Zippo on the drum. You're lost. You're just no, you're done. Uh, no, just like a hard pass. Hard pass. Uh, all right. All right. That's fine. What happened? You all shut down after I hard pass. thought of this thing. Okay. Anyway, moving on. I'm not saying it's 
him. I'm just saying that it, it might be. But Let's for all just... intents and purposes, we're supposed to believe that it's the Croats. Let's operate on the fact that it's the Croat. He's a genius. That effect on the candle and the drum, that was pretty fucking sick. That was awesome. In agreement. It was awesome. But it was perfectly timed because Negan, not Negan. Maggie's obviously selling <laughs> Negan out to the Croat very clearly. But anyway, moving on. Well, let's go to the moment where Maggie does decide to go after Ginny rather than Herschel. She has that moment where she's, she, she's fuck these tribes people. My mission is Herschel. So she ends up staying with the tribes people, even though she has an opening and additionally saves Ginny. She says to herself, I'm better than Negan. I'm not going to trade one child for the other, even though it's my child. So I have to kind of go to Rachel. What do you think about this decision as the resident breeder? But you're also a breeder, Takira. I felt like she better had gone for Ginny. Like, <laughs> I'm looking right at Rachel right I know the kid should have stayed in New Hilltop, but you're just going to leave her to her own devices in the middle of kind of a war. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Were you mad, Rachel, when no. that happened? I wasn't mad. Okay. I wasn't mad, but she like turned back. She turned I back. was because you like you just fucked up the whole plan. They just yeah. said, don't mess up the plan. Yeah. And you see this dumb kid who is where she should not be and you go and fuck up the plan and now look you're down in the stinky methane gas fluids <laughs> fucking sewers yeah. with the stupid kid and now you're both gonna die with the stupid kid who she thinks is a spy so of course it's stupid i'd have looked at Ginny and been like all right she's like in this cage thing she's good just shut the door she's good i'm going to get my kid it's like a latchkey little kid. girl i didn't ask her to be there i didn't drag her along welcome to the 70s and Nobody 80s invited you to this party go <laughs> Be gone. I'm getting I my burnt your doll. Didn't you get the message? <laughs> There's also a part of my brain feeling like Herschel's not even there. He's probably not. Herschel's not even there. So I you need to is. just go save Jenny. And what the Croat said, it, like in addition to Maggie not knowing what the where he is, but like the Croat said something, well, that's a little bit more complicated getting Herschel. It requires we a, need conversation. a conversation. Come, yeah. come. So they want us to feel like Herschel's dead, but I'm not buying it. Oh, I don't think he's him. dead. I don't think he but, is either, but that's what they want us yeah. to feel like. If it takes a conversation, blah, 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 maybe there is another faction on the island and the Croat has given Herschel to them. Ew, for what? Oh, oh my God. Right. Your mind is automatically going to gross places. Wow. Look at like Native American tribes. They would trade prisoners around, right? They would trade exchange prisoners, make it more difficult to find the prisoner, etc. They know where they are. It could be something like that. Another group of bad people? It looks like yeah. that's on the horizon. It would have to be actually. like a lateral move. Croat's not giving him to a group of people that would protect him. I mean, he's evil, so it would have to be a group equally as terrible as his own. Or it could be mm. somebody higher up than him, too. Maybe there's somebody that. above him. I just assumed that they got people out of that building before they blew up the doors. Yeah, I, me too. And they moved them to a different location. Yeah. That's, that's where Herschel is. Mm -hmm. Negan had said that in the last episode, too. He said he wouldn't, he wouldn't keep them on site after that incident where you escaped, he would keep them off-site. Which is kind of weird because maybe he doesn't think the Croat would refer to Herschel as the same status as Tommaso, too. So maybe he thought that's why he might still be there. Does that make sense, what I just said? Like, Herschel might still be there, but any other prisoners might not be there anymore. I just think he's not there. Even if they were holding him there, they still would have moved him before this cockamamie plan with the doors. They wouldn't be like, oh, it's the last second. Quick, 
get everyone out of the building. <laughs> We're all gonna die. Like that's guys, stupid. <laughs> like, guys, we would we would have seen Herschel light the match. I'm kidding. Stupid. I'm just tacitly co- commenting against the chat right now. Who's saying, "Oh, the beer bottle balloon lit the, the chat's wick"? That's wild right now. <laughs> just <laughs> just <laughs> lit the wick. With the lick. lick the, with I'm the, just ignoring the it. At this point, the chat has gone too wild. Shauna says maybe he has been training Herschel to kill Negan so he can't see him first. Mm, I don't know. See, it seems like a bit of a stretch for what we don't know now, but First up, it is something we had mentioned. <gasps> Walking Dead Eternal said bringing back Simon in a flashback I wasn't a fan of? <gasps> what? Walking Dead Eternal. What? Do you not like Simon? Well, I mean, you don't have to like Simon. Well, I mean, yeah. I love Simon. I mean, not really. I love <laughs> Stephen Hawk, but it's fine. Yes. He was so good at playing Simon, though. And Simon mm, was yeah. so easy to hate. Like, he was just the worst. <laughs> Well, and you <laughs> saw examples of that even in this performance. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't reach that status, obviously, until much later. Mm-hmm. But he says things like, I'm, I'm not that kind of guy. You know, I'm not going to say I told you so, Neegs. <laughs> I Neegs. But, you know, yeah. I'm, not that, I'm not that kind of guy, of course. Maybe you can invest more in somebody, you know, <laughs> someone's like, I'm not unlike me, which he was about to say. I just love the irony of him giving so much crap to the Croat for not listening to what Negan says when mm-hmm. that's exactly what gets him added to the wall that Negan is designing at the very beginning later on. Walker wall. But you know what? The being more specific, him getting in the Croat's face and saying, kids is a line we do not cross. And in the episode warning signs in episode 903, we find out that's exactly what he did at the ocean side. On top of killing all the men, he didn't limit it to just men, adult men. He killed a little boy or at least maybe a few, who knows, but at least one that we know of, which was Beatrice's brother, I think it was. Mm -hmm. She killed both Arat. No, Arat, basically, I think it was. And before uh, Justin, the guy who's played by from Agents of Shield, yeah. what was his name? Uh, <laughs> you, you always seem to know it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What is yeah. it? Oh my gosh. I did know his name. I can't That's think fine. of it now. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, he was killed in the, or he reanimates at the beginning of that episode. And then Arat is the one who gets it at the end of that episode. And the whole point of that was, was the destruction of Oceanside, basically. No excuses. Emily says, I feel like TWD is trying to rewrite history at times. I felt like in the scene with Simon, but killing kids to give the idea that the savior used to actually used to be a nice place that wasn't cruel. I don't disagree with you, but something that I had said either in the last episode or the one beforehand was that actually Carl himself says in season eight, when did this get away from you? Meaning, I believe you when you say that you did all this to save people, but at some point you had to keep doing things. And there's examples of this. Obviously, when Simon does the thing that he doesn't, <laughs> Negan doesn't want him to do with the Oceanside, with the Heapsters, Negan himself ends up doing those things, which is why I said, even though the Croat ended up torturing the young lady and he didn't want him to do it. At some point, he learned that lesson, maybe not with kids, but with adults, ironing the face, throwing the first doctor, Carson. what's his name, Carson, into the furnace. Like, okay, the, the iron wasn't enough. Throw him in the furnace. And then at the end of the day, when Simon killed the Heapsters and he didn't know that Jadis was the only survivor, he ends up saying, well, just one isn't enough with you people. It's time to kill all of you at Hilltop. And he had a perfect plan to kind of draw everybody, get everybody's defenses down so that he 
he could kill everybody at the hilltop. It's it's over for them. To do the things he wanted to do, he had to maintain his power. And the only way to maintain his power was to do more and more heinous things. I guess maybe you could see that point as kind of retconning Negan. Not really, though, but maybe they just kept doing that. or They keep using these examples of how he had to keep doing more and more heinous shit. Maybe at some point he would have killed kids. Maybe that would be that final bit of, well, okay, that's the worst. He's the worst. Do, and do you think that maybe when he trained his sight, sights on the Croat, I was thinking, oh, he could just shoot him right now. Maybe not like in a vital spot, but he could just shoot him and get the info that he needs from Herschel. Torture the Croat just like he would torture anybody, that the Croat would t- torture anybody else. Like, why Why do you think he just stands there? He's not really even saying anything to him. Well, the Croat would have a good three seconds to dodge out of the way because that thing's slow as shit. He'd be taking a risk firing. <laughs> mm. It would be too risky and it would show his hand. It's a toilet snake, Dave, yeah. not, a, not a gun. Yeah, it's a gas-powered toilet snake. It would shoot down the or drain really like, fast. Ah, it's coming after me, and then step to the side slowly and still get out of the way. So, Heather's <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys are so spicy today. Earlier, Hi, Heather. he tells Maggie that he's afraid what he's going to hear is a song that he doesn't want to hear anymore. So I think why he's not saying anything is he just wants to hear what song the Croat's going to sing to him. Is it something he expects or is it something different? And when I think it's a little bit different than what he expected, he just not killing him part. Right. He just he just didn't know what he was just like, Okay, let me see what this guy's going to say. Not let me see what he has to say. Like he's not ready to break bread or or compromise with him or anything. But let me hear what he's going to say. I give him room to kind of show his hand, basically. In my first watch, I noticed the way he was treating that girl, the one he saved, saved, (laughs) savior from the fire station, from the barbarians. And he was really gentle with her. And I really liked seeing that that and I, I walked away on my first watch saying oh that's maybe he's changed in some way and Bridget's like oh no he's a pervert he's also a pedophile creep. And such anyway. a skeeve Ugh. so wait now now that's not con- that's not confirmed but that's not what I want to say okay you could walk away seeing that and saying okay fine maybe this, he's moved somewhat on this child torture thing however it doesn't really dawn on you right away I don't know it didn't dawn on me so let me speak for myself when Negan and Maggie run across that young man that is in the chair that just reanimated with Negan when Negan touched him. He was just executed. He is pretty young. He's like a child's age. He was tortured and then his throat was slit. So you're watching this like, oh no, he really hasn't changed. He would still go to that level if he felt like he had to. So I guess the question is really, do you think that the Croat has changed in any way? No. If anything, he's probably gotten worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because there's been no one to restrain him or restrict him in any way. So he's just gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. And now he's the top dog. You know, he's feeling the power just want to give lauren cohen props for that scene because oh my god for that instant when she just don't know and she doesn't know and after negan grabs the head and lifts it up and she sees it's not him the look that she gives like this she can't even let it be relief yet it's just stunned staring and she looks at negan and like the look is just oh my god it was amazing incredible acting that took me back to season four in the school bus Mm. When we all thought Glenn Glenn bit it. Oh my God. The seventh Glenn death fake out. I was thinking to myself, like how many times has he almost bit it? Or we thought. Who killed Kenny? (laughs) Who killed Glenny? That scene took me back to her on the bus too, when she had a similar reaction. You know, it's it's interesting when you see in that reaction, it's kind of a simultaneous one. Oh my God, it's not him. But also, oh my God, it could be Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. This could happen at any time. And I won't know about it. And I'll discover it too late. Similar to this. That's some chops. Oh, actually, Bridget, it would be choice. Sorry. (laughs) Some choice acting. I hate you. I love you. (laughs) Can I just say that the Croat literally gave that girl a piece of candy at the end? 
So again, the creepiness level is so high. It's extreme. The anti John. Yeah, <laughs> the anti John yes. Dory. <laughs> from it's Fear not the like Walking here. Dead. Here's a nice a blackjack. I'm a nice guy. It's like here's a piece of candy, little girl. <laughs> Ew. Know, it's just so <laughs> creepy. You don't have any reason to be afraid of me. Like, <laughs> I thought he was he was pretty gentle. I think in that no. scene, I, no, it was. It really coaxed me into this. This, I, I get what you're saying because he was kind of looming over her a little bit. And uh, listen, it's probably a language barrier. He literally jumped at her when he said, "You don't have to be afraid of me." That's <laughs> not how I read it. It's, it's because fine. he's mentally unstable. So like mm-hmm. every action is yeah, so yeah, unpredictable. He sees Negan and the normal reaction would be, I'm going to hurt you or I'm angry at you. I need revenge. You shot off my ear. Instead, he says, Negan! Which is just like, oh, one, it's it's the best line of the entire episode is the, Negan! It's so good. Anyway. I, mean, I just did it. Wait. So good. That was loud. Sh- don't take it away from me, Dave. <laughs> Shut it. I think he's genuinely happy all, to see him. Emily's like giving it to me right now. She says, Dave, you cannot BFFR after... <laughs> After being perceived as you can't be BFFs right now. After Uh, being perceived as gentle. Respectfully, Uh, she says. No, it's be freaking for real. Oh. Oh, oh. I I don't speak youngin. I didn't know what BFFR meant either. AF. (laughs) Kids say say lit. Respectfully? No, I do. I know that one too. I know respectfully. No, yes, I know respectfully as well. I don't know how to be, but I think Croat's genuinely excited to see Negan. Mm-hmm. Not because he wants him to like help him in any way. I think he is like, oh, I get to tie you to a chair and torture you now. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, I didn't think it was. You that. think it's that? I do. <laughs> okay, so Eli Journey talked about this a little bit in the episode or Insider. Even though the Croat is clearly older than Negan, he's like Negan's child yeah. because Negan like brought him in and helped pull him out of like his depression. Dave mentioned this earlier when we were talking about the clip that he was like a little brother, this weird need for approval. And yeah, so am I doing it right this time? Maybe yeah, not. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it felt. Oh, don't worry. You lost the sanctuary. It's okay. I made you a new one. This like, is yours. Just... This is ours. Mm. Yeah, it's it's weird. Well, and look, he kept the family business. He calls it the, a sanctuary mm. to many people. So why wouldn't he uh, accept him with open arms? And Mitchell says he was excited to see Negan because he misses him sexually but you didn't hear it from me literally i'm saying Shoot it on that a while. saying that you said that that's i at i found them rick g on twitter <laughs> wow go <laughs> dm him under the bus, slide, like fully slide. he said it publicly on the listen lesson learned don't say anything publicly on the internet if you don't want it to bite you in the ass young people af lit <laughs> Ew. Ew. Oh my God. I feel like I'm old on me now. I'm just kidding. I am old. Um, <laughs> I'm going to act like I'm not, but anyway. Emily says that Crot has daddy issues for real, and Egan! I can't agree more with that. Egan! As a professional in the art of having daddy issues, he does, for sure. <laughs> 
it's kind of weird right because he was a father it's this weird like maybe like a regression like because you know some people they break and they want to be dress up like infants in diapers and bibs i don't want to talk about this i don't want i don't want to talk about have you heard about this yes i don't want to talk about this dave we don't need to go it's more of a sexual thing though anyway so please step away (laughs) step away (laughs) i feel like i don't (laughs) I think I've overplayed my hand. What if he kidnapped Herschel to somehow lure Negan to the island? He did the whistle when he got to Maggie's place. He would have recognized the widow, right? Or no? He did call her the widow. So. Right. I thought about this a lot, actually. We don't know if this Croat thing is happening. Does he stay with them until they find Alexandria? Or right. does he leave before? No. We don't. Before. It was before. Okay. Because his so dealings like, with the kingdom were That's what I assumed, right? That he left before. So he hears all of that information which like what a story our Jerome from the Saviors has because he tells him all of this stuff about the war but he must have written a novel about it because he <laughs> gave him so many details that he knows who the widow is <laughs> like, right well maybe he tortured him for the info <laughs> after the war was over the saviors that left would have all that information though they would know about the widow and they would know about rick and all that the widow was a a big figure right because she's part of the reason this is being fought jerome is a character in the comics and he is a commonwealth soldier so maybe he's a savior who went to the commonwealth and he ran into the croat and said hey let me tell you what happened after you left it fell this is why (laughs) let me me tell you what happened after i left let me tell you what happened it's a long story so you're gonna want to sit down Let me introduce all of the 16 players so that you know who everyone is. It would only be the two extra players. Is it a long story to someone telling it from the outside, though? For the saviors, they weren't privy to all the intricacies. It was like, we fought this battle and we lost. That's it. And these were the three people. The only two other players, extra players, would be Alexandria and the Hilltop because they already know about the kingdom. They had the arrangement with the kingdom for trading, basically taking half your shit. And they had that for a long time, it seems. Well, and also, sorry, I guess eventually, did the Croat know about Hilltop? Yeah, he said Hilltop and then um, Alexandria. But the way but he said Jerome. Alexandria, he expected Negan to be surprised that he knew about Alexandria. Alexandria? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they were trading with Hilltop <laughs> before they were trading with Alexandria. I mean, we can That's only true. assume that it had been yeah. happening for a while. I say trading. They were taking. <laughs> right. I, I kept thinking that too. <laughs> sorry, they were taking. Well, here, you give us your stuff and we... In- in turn don't kill you we give you protection <laughs> we give you protection you're part of our community and i'm not talking about condoms <laughs> i actually wanted to go on the heels of what you'd said sharon about when negan was talking to maggie about not feeling okay and that it would be an echo seeing the crowd would be an echo of something that i don't recognize anymore or i don't whatever she gives us the story of amos the harmonica player that used to live above her at first i didn't know what she was trying to say to negan until i really stopped replayed it a couple times just to kind of figure it out just to recap the story herschel's just born trying to have him sleep through the night but amos is playing his harmonica at night and keeping herschel up and what she decides to do at some point is that when he goes on on a run or like some sort of scavenging whatever it is she takes she goes into his place takes a harmonica buries it and that's the end of it and no it's not the harmonica that lit the wick 
So why is that story important? What she's basically saying to Negan is she had kindly told Amos beforehand, please, I'm trying to put Herschel to sleep. It'd be really great if you could not do that at night. And he did it anyway. So she's saying to Negan, you told him not to, and he did it anyway. You probably told him again, and he did it anyway. And then you tried to put him down, and he ran away, and he continued doing this shit while you're away. Whatever you did, even from the first time you told him not to do it, that's on him. He chose not to listen, and so therefore the consequences are on him. So it's the same with Amos. I told you not to do it and this is what happens and he, she's basically saying you would have buried it somewhere deeper or else or in the body so part so she's telling Negan to bury the Croat in dirt well, yes <laughs> more or less yes but yes. also whatever you're going through right now that's not on you because she had said in, in the second episode I want to say yeah second episode she had said oh so this is a monster you created so it's on you and he said well it's he'd gone through the horrific shit he's trying to say that it wasn't him but that's obviously stuck with him the closer I get to this I'm getting closer to a part of me that I don't want to get closer to. That part that I, I don't want to associate with anymore. And yet he's Neganing in the third episode. I heard that story. And what I heard was Maggie say, handle your shit. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about it. Also, can we all agree that there is no way that Maggie asked nicely for him to stop playing his harmonica? No way. Not. <laughs> no. no way it was nice. You know, she pounded on the door and was like, cut it out. Yeah. And he was like, she okay, just, okay. And then he just She doesn't didn't. have that approach anymore. She's not no. that kind of person. Especially if, if you're trying to get your kid After to sleep through the glenn. night and you're already on edge. You're not sleeping. The baby's not sleeping. No, you're not asking nicely. Fuck Are you guys projecting? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love harmonica. I'm a big blues traveler fan, so, you know. But are you a big blues traveler fan at three in the morning? Uh, sure, okay. if I'm loaded. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm loaded. Not with a screaming child. Negan! <laughs> Gets to be real annoying. And, I, and Amos was no John Popper, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to sing it, and I'm not going to. <laughs> 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 it's not happening. But it's in your head now. <laughs> I am not mad. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh, Thomas is maybe Wendell lit, lit the fuse. God only knows. Okay. Oh, and I don't think that's the same skin color. Anyway. Rachel, were you the one who was like, I bet Negan stole Luther's beeswax? Because <laughs> I feel like it was you. <laughs> and when it happened, I was so elated. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, I did yes! say that. <laughs> he stole it. <laughs> well, he's not doing anything with it. <laughs> It's like, oh, let's respectfully bury it with Luther. I knew somebody was going to find that beeswax. I don't know who it was going to be. Maggie does this slick ass, like she's got the matches in her hand and then she sees the beeswax and like, whoop, does a little switcheroo where she drops the matches mm -hmm. in there and takes the beeswax. I thought that was pretty slick, actually. Yeah. Yeah. For those who didn't catch it, Maggie's saying, bit, quote unquote, buried it in the fucking ground. It was so icon of her. Mitchell says, glad to hear, <laughs> glad to hear you're getting an F-bomb. Yeah, quite a few. <laughs> Thomas says, that's it. John Popper lit the fuse because of the harmonica story <laughs> oh the heart will bring you back now, he didn't say that i said that oh, no no thomas you've gone too far you can't invoke the name of billy joel anyway <laughs> the lurker walkers in the subway asheron part one <laughs> okay D no mm -hmm. i mean oh yes. you're thinking the bonus episodes no the episode when they go down into the national guard and all the walkers are sleeping and yeah. they're trying Asheron to tiptoe around them that's episode Asheron one, part season one. 11 oh yeah 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 that, yeah. Isn't it? that was Asheron part one was it okay, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wait well Sorry. you made me yeah. think it was crazy <laughs> okay but when you david said the said bonus that, episode so then i thought it was I in season 10 c and i was two. like no uh, one more features lurkers as well in the field. When they when throw the, the alarm, alarm, they throw the alarm clock out yeah. in the field. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not because you can't see them. If you can't see them, they're not there. They're they're not officially lurkers. It reminded me very much of the National Guard thing. If they're just like half asleep, why don't they just like slowly puncture the brain like all nice and quiet like? Because all it would take is one little slip, one little trip to wake them up and somebody's fucked in the leg. I think it's because it was super dark too. I I I don't think you'd want a chance. Well, also, if you did that, you'd have all of them coming your way too. Not not if you did it quietly. Go in the soft part, like just like... (sighs) Lay him down quiet. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We all know how well it works yeah. out when you're trying to be quiet. But here's another um, link in the spy theory because Ginny had to follow them into the tunnels, right? Which means she had to go through that by herself because she wasn't with them when they went through the tunnels. Mm-hmm. So does she know another way to get in? Because when they see her again, she's in the sanctuary. So does she have another mm-hmm. way to get in? How did she get in when they when they couldn't? Because the only other way is for her to go through it the way that, that they did by herself in the dark. I, it looks like they, she did follow them because when they went down to the subway tunnels, she had followed them from behind those rolling gates in front of the uh-huh. storefront. So she went around and she went down. She must have gone down the tunnels too. But right did they show her going st- down? They didn't show her going down in the tunnels. I thought they show her they at least didn't. go down the stairs. They no? showed no. They uh-huh. showed her moving behind the gate to like come uh-huh. out. Oh, okay, okay. I'll take it. There's an interesting little detail too. They've put spikes all around the railings that go down to the subway on the wall. So like if you're walking by and there's a wall. There, look, you could like smash its head down on the wall, and there's spikes all along the side of it. And they weren't built in, like, they weren't built there. They somebody put them there. Oh, you know what? Emily had said, I'm salty that we haven't seen much variants this season. There is sort of an indication in this episode that there are variants because some of them are actually climbing up the fence, or at least waiting for them to start climbing, and none of them did. There were two of them grabbing onto the fence. Well, grabbing and climbing are two different. Yeah, I was, they don't don't really grab, they don't really grab, they kind of just do we've seen them. like push thing. hook through the fence before. Well, those are just actors that are doing a bad job. Oh. Well, it, also he, oh. they're grabbing they're grabbing above them too, not like at uh, <laughs> outward. They're grabbing up. <laughs> As if they're about to pull themselves up. Yeah, yeah, Emily, oh they did. Gosh. All right, we'll split the difference and I'll put the, an image in the blog. Someone in one of my Facebook groups said that they saw walkers trying to climb up the elevator shaft after Maggie and Negan. I did not see that. And oh, I was about to say episode? that. Mm-hmm. In the second episode. Or second mm-hmm. episode. Second. Yeah. Second episode. Oh, when they were chasing Esther? Chasing Esther. Right. Okay. When Maggie yeah. and Negan were going up the ladder okay. in the elevator shaft, I thought, well, where are these walkers coming from? But that was stupid because they're all in the buildings but i thought that that was going to happen as well but i didn't bring it up because i'm like you don't see it so you don't really know it's kind of like what rachel was trying to say is like well how do they get there how are they falling from the buildings now they were already in the buildings there are millions upon millions of people in manhattan so <laughs> on the day shit went down so it's possible that they were on the floor that they were in did any of you see walkers going up the ladders i didn't no, right? no. but i did see a few walkers grabbing a part of the fence around the arena i saw them grab upwards not forwards which means okay they're in a climbing stance in essence and also like raised up so they, they had lifted themselves not lifted themselves up but they were angling to go up so it's not very clear but it's it is a subtle either that or somebody did bad background actually I don't, I don't know but it's it's there for you to pick up on i'll put in the blog mitchell says there isn't really any variance but it feels like the walkers were slower this episode i agree there was also a theory about variant popping up in certain areas because of something about the, the friend uh researchers or doctors or whatever they were i'm in like three groups so i'm always reading all kinds of weird things <laughs> but does anyone remember where they where the woman said they went and 
and why she was expecting him to be back in France. You mean Dr. Jenner? The other Dr. Jenner? The woman that he was talking to. Wait, no, who's who's talking to whom in this scenario? Sorry. Hi, Elisa. The woman that was watching the recording in France. Okay, okay. Told the other guy, she was saying that, oh, they went to, I forgot what state she said that they went to. Primrose. She was hoping that they had made it back to France. Oh, mm-mm. Wasn't this was the Primrose Ohio. group? Wasn't yeah, Ohio. Ohio. I was thinking maybe it was Ohio. Ohio, Primrose group. This is like what they yeah. were dropping in that. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, it's a pretty big search. But hi, Elisa. Hi, Elisa. Takira was, ta- was talking. Sorry. <laughs> was waiting till she was done. Why are you sorry? <laughs> anyway. <sighs> Thank you for my picture today, Aliza. Why don't you tell everybody else who didn't watch your video what Aliza did for you? Aliza bought the original June drawing that Fan Art Lindy did Aww. and sent it to me. Aww. It's behind me in my drawer, behind my curtain. I can't get it, but I'll drop in the blog. The Blue Jay June drawing that Linda did, Aliza bought the original for me and sent it Aww. to me. So thank you, Aliza. Nice. Season eight. Season eight. Nice. Yeah. Right. Badass June. Savage ass June. What's interesting about Maggie choosing to fight with the tribes people is that by the end of it, it's just this weird, sad feeling that I get for all her loyalty to these people. That little gesture of saying, sticking around for Ginny and these people, they all end up dying. In the end, it makes Luther really right about not mm-hmm. going to this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think this is going to come back and bite Maggie in the ass, in a sense? Who is left to be mad at her? <laughs> Everybody's fucking dead. <laughs> when I say not like, mm, you, that was stupid of us to do, and you suck. Are you saying like no, karma? No, not that. Like, Karma's going to There might her? be great. Well, I'm like more like grave consequences. Like, they might do something as a result of this, too. Who, and I'm, and and what and I'm saying is who? Okay, Tommaso's walker bait. Like, he's, he's already dead. He's a walker. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's already been bitten. Okay. He's already well, that dead. answers so really, that question for you. So really, it's going to come down to like Maggie versus Amaya. Maggie's got plot armor, so Amaya's gone. Do you find yourself strangely <laughs> attracted to Tommaso, Rachel? Because <laughs> that's the clear indicator if he's dead or not. I mean... <laughs> he said he wanted kids. I he mean, wanted kids. <laughs> Walker babies. He's a real babe. <laughs> I mean, he, he, ain't too, he ain't too hard on the eyes. <laughs> not at all. Got it. I get lost in those. He's like green eyes and stuff. He's like, oh, what is this chiseled face and this? He's kind of cheesy though. Chin? Yeah, I, he's no. like. Well, listen, it's my super cheesy. my personal preference. Aww. What do you think, Bridget? Uh, Emily, I do not agree with that. She says Maggie and Amaya are destined to become girlfriends at this point. I mean, well, that's kind of why I said what I said because I was kind of like, how is she going to feel towards Maggie by the end of this? I like that better than the hate bang. So I'll, I'll root for that, Emily. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> No. Maggie and Amaya. At least just like that. Nah. Hate bang. Nah. <laughs> Maggie and Amaya. Get it, girl. Get it. That is kind of another hate bang, I guess. Yeah. Because they can hate bang all they want. Think about that. Okay, like imagine I don't they want find any out that hate bangs. So much anger in, in our sexual relationships, but I mean, Amaya is going to find out maybe even from Maggie that Negan killed Luther and that they already had reacted this big reaction about Esther dying too, and some of the others that were killed by the Barazzi. It's important to keep in mind for the next episode. Because how, how is this all going to play out? Shauna says he's a pretty face, but that's kind of where it ends. Oh, he's dumb as rocks is what I'm putting words. In I disagree. I disagree. Me too. He's the total package. Anyway. <laughs> I don't, don't know. Don't linger I, on that I point I feel awkwardly. really strongly about him right now. <laughs> I really like Tommaso and I screamed when he like disappeared. I was like, yeah. I, in my notes, it just says not Tommaso. 
<laughs> I was just so angry. And so maybe he is bit, but I really hope not because it's so rare that we get love stories that last. You know, everybody's always freaking dying. So I would really like if this one would last, especially after the conversation about having kids and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. <gasps> I'm not feeling him. So he might be safe. Shauna. Just saying. How dare you? Shauna just said it's okay to be wrong, Bridget. <laughs> I did that for first of all for Shauna because she's right, but also for Elisa who just said Nigan. <laughs> I did have one thing I want to mention about the Croat. He has his Barazi speaking Croatian or at least understanding enough Croatian to be able to understand him when he gives them commands. Like Kreni, Kreni. But he keeps those two behind in the parking garage to be searching for Negan. He gives them like a full sentence of instruction in Croatian. And I was did like, he? oh, he did? interesting. I didn't see that. I heard we did have a translate guest it? search. No, I didn't translate it. I thought it was interesting that he was speaking to them. It reminded me of Jadis's advice in World Beyond. Create your own language. That if you yeah. give your people a language language that's how you connect them he took his home language and gave that language to his people and that's how he's connecting them and they have a sort of i'm gonna dare to say it like that sort of oh we're kind of dressed in sort of a how i can't even say this right they're dressing like what i would think would be croatians maybe especially the dude with the neck neck beard and the in the ponytail mario that was (laughs) that was a lot yeah i need an expert on this yeah i i dared to say it and if anything they look kind of like mafioso like the, the trench coat and the it's it's just weird and then of course like the the spiky biker hamlets 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 helmets do they have cling flame on them <laughs> they have cling flame and they, they have helmet hamlets hamlets and cling now, flame. now i can't say it wrong i've been watching a lot of the office and when you said that about language bridget it made me think of why say many word when few word do, do. <laughs> why, why say many word when few word do <laughs> Exactly. I <laughs> love Kevin so much. Yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> so he's everybody's spirit animal. Let's go to Marshall Armstrong, how he kind of turns the tables. Obviously, Negan saves him. And you'd think a little bit of gratitude. <sighs> but no, he goes right to what Negan's punishment is supposed to be. I don't envision this lasting very long. But of course, it's going to be a painful part where we're going to have to go through the back and forth of how that's going to go down. I was so mad. <laughs> he's a dick. Second best line of the episode. Mm-hmm. You're a dick. You're- you're a dick. <laughs> the best line being, I'm not going to play it again. <laughs> I mean, come on. Props to, to Jelko Ivanek. I finally memorized his fucking name. Jelko Ivanek. Jelko Ivanek. I need them to like do something with this dude. What do you think of his acting so far? He is a little over the top, kind of like somebody we used to know or still know. Negan, what have you thought of his acting so far? Y- you can criticize it, I think. There's a part where I was kind of like, this is, is this too much? Is this, are no. we putting on the bad guy? The part. Yeah. It's perfect. Okay. Yeah. I think people like him are kind of supposed to be a little over the top. Mm-hmm. Maybe he learned from the best because the best don't miss. Need who? I'm like, who, in your opinion, is the best? You need to clarify. <laughs> According to him, he is not nearly as charismatic or entertaining as Negan. He's not charismatic at all. He's like Wish Negan, <laughs> <laughs> or like the the Woot or Wish Negan, <laughs> Walmart Negan on sale, reduced to twenty percent. He's in the I got clearance Negan bin. From <laughs> but obviously, he's ta- he's taking cues, right? 
So, well, well, you would agree to that, right? Well, that yeah. he's just—he's been taking cues from his brother. Yeah, the cult of personality thing. Yeah, it's working too. He's managed to get these people to dress up in trench coats. So there's, there's that, <laughs> and also grow neck beards. That <laughs> shit. I no no. Well, don't blame that on the Croat. Okay, as much no. as I think he's a creep, he didn't Personal force choice. that guy to grow a neck beard <sighs> and simultaneously a rat. What if that tail? was his punishment? <laughs> it's one or the other, guy. It's one or the other. He's been working Somebody on that was rat punishing tail. that actor. I. I want to know who to blame. If we're going to talk about hairstyles, I had the same complaint on the main show and I had the same complaint on Fear. Ladies, put your freaking hair up. When Ginny came out of whatever place she was in and she's got that long hair and it's all frizzed out and dirty and I'm like, why do you not have your hair up? Yeah. How easy is it for a walker to reach out and grab your hair and jerk your ass back? Put your hair up, ladies. <laughs> it drives me nuts. This is not a fashion show. This is survival. Nobody cares what you look like. You're gonna die. Look at Maggie. Look, <laughs> Maggie has short hair. Does no one have sensory issues in the Walking Dead universe? <laughs> because I put too much product in today. It felt so greasy. It was up on top of my head all day because I could not stand the feeling of it. Can <laughs> you imagine? My like my hair would be I, greasy just permanently. I mean, I even felt that way about June and Blue Jay. Put your hair up, June. She did when she was cutting the fingers off, but put it up the rest of the time too. There's walkers out here. They could grab you by the hair and then you're screwed put your hair up june don't care june june flare out her hair that's just what's happening it's like either their hair is down or they have horrible haircuts yeah <laughs> with that big ponytail it's like one or the other i like maggie's hair though i'm down maggie's, with maggie's hair is hair. great but i'm you know just haircut from fear and yeah jadis <laughs> which jadis because they're both pretty bad i'm, so, I'm sorry oh my god and yeah. stokes i think either iteration is more ridiculous than <laughs> not that. It's fine. Either way, it's, it's fine. Not great. When we think about hair that needs to be up, immediately Judith, Lori, mm. Lydia, and Rosita come to mind. And Carol later on, because Carol's got that long gray hair that she just lets flow oh, yeah. out. Come on, Carol. I get it, but come on, put it up. You don't have to cut it. As much as everyone bashed Andrea, the girl always had her hair up. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. With there's that. that. I was watching season two today because it's streaming on AMC Plus Live, and um, <laughs> I had to watch Andrea and Lori. <laughs> it was like it was the scene where they're arguing about Beth and I'm like who am I supposed to be pulling for here because <laughs> I don't, I don't know who I agree. I don't well, aren't agree. they just like us on this show, like criticizing other people? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just, you hate in them what you hate in yourself. Oh, I no. completely agree. Like all the ladies with the long hair, they need to put it up. But have we ever actually seen a walker grab anyone by the hair? Yes, in fear. Oh, Charlie. She had it pulled back in a ponytail and it got grabbed. <laughs> she didn't have it up. You have to have it up. She didn't like have it like Lay and buns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one example is the one who did sort of the right thing <laughs> you never know when you're gonna go guys you never know <laughs> that was that was i love that awesome. we're all just watching the amc plus walking dead universe channel constantly in our homes now <laughs> i don't have time for that <laughs> i wish i did but i am jealous it's what i put on to go to bed <laughs> 
Dave, whether you watch it or not, it just needs to be on. Yeah, you just have to turn it on. <laughs> I just, I turn it on for the soothing sounds of zombies so I can go to bed. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, not for me. That's my sound machine. Someone needs to just make a disc, I'm old, a disc of like uh, walker You mean a compact sounds, disc? A CD a of walker sounds. <laughs> I got you covered. That's fine. <laughs> it's it's like a white noise machine. Yeah. It's a white yeah, walker. And then It's a white walker machine, I, right, Blaine? Sharon? And then I feel like Beta, who like, you know, falls asleep to the walker sound, to the walker singing. Yes. And the, the occasional pants look. <laughs> Anyway, makes me want to go to bed right now. Right? Actually, it would be kind of like it would be like <sighs> I'm tired. It would be it would be like white noise. It's kind of like a white noise. Yeah, De- it makes Rachel want to go to bed too. <laughs> Dead sounds, <laughs> but like <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink, go to bed. Wink. Yeah. Oh, sea of the dead. No. <laughs> so check out Rachel's Tinder profile. You <laughs> no. Apply only if you've deceased. So What's move on. A compact disc. It's hard to swipe when you're dead. Swipe. <laughs> like it's also, a walker, she said so it goes deceased. Argh. Just to clarify that. For not anybody. not diseased. Any diseased. Oh, Rachel, you're a terrible walker. What is what is that? I'm. That was Argh. my. That was me using a phone. You didn't think of doing like a TRC kind of thing? Like the Croat had said something, he slid in something as he was arguing with Syme, which I think I was just, I just loved it. Something to the effect of the hidden arms cache at Hilltop, meaning there was a relationship with Hilltop. So at least we've established that. And Alexandria was the new player, essentially. So that's, I thought that was kind of a cool little exchange. And then he brings it up in the conversation with Negan back when we get to the present. Oh, did Simon screw the pooch? Yeah, I bet he did. He he screwed the pooch, didn't he? That Simon, that fuckface. <laughs> Piece of shit. But he probably heard what Simon had done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, you want to talk about not listening to things? He killed all those heapsters during All Out War, and he killed all the Oceanside, which I heard about later, basically. Or not, well, not all of all Oceanside, all the men at Oceanside, and you let that slide, but you, you try to go after me. <laughs> he, it's okay. That's okay. I have another one. <laughs> I have another ear. That's fine. We could be friends. Could you tell what was on the posters in the cells? <sighs> no, but I know one of them was a marathon, a NYC marathon poster. Right, marathon was one, and there was a, a train on the other one. I couldn't get a clear enough shot and zoom in close enough to see what they said. The only thing I got was the fight that the ring was set up for was a UFC match. It was Hugo versus Gonzalez. That was on a huge poster that was in the background as some guys were coming up the staircase. I couldn't make out their first names, but the one that said marathon, it looked like it said like steamboat marathon, but I'm not exactly sure what that would be, but that was what it looked like it said. Yeah. We also have to keep in mind that I think this portion of Penn station with the, this is like a New Yorker thing, but the cells are basically the teller cells for the Long Island Railroad. So I just thought it was kind of a little tongue in cheek because they are kind of in their cells for the day, dealing with people all day, coming in and going out to Long Island. Oh, Thomas says one of the posters was an ad for zip see i'm onto something an ad for zippos he's kidding also cigarettes it wasn't <laughs> yeah i know he's kidding i know he's kidding rachel i know he's kidding so seriously though like thank oh you. thank oh, you <laughs> thank, thank you so much I'm, I'm really good at my job Again? Anyway, one more thing that I can bring up. One of the things that he says when he finally sees Negan from the corner of his eye in the garage, he says, Moisey. I didn't think this was something 
it's not really that important. But he says, Moisi, he says, basically, you are mine. It's if, like, if you know Croatian, it's like, it's not like you're mine as in, I'm going to get you, sucker. I think it's more like, I got you. I'm going to get you, you little rascal. It's like, <laughs> I just love this delivery. I love this little childlike wonder that is, it's just adorable. Jelko Ivanek is adorable, essentially. And we've seen him in so many goddamn different things. He, he's so many different levels of scary as an actor. That's why I told you he's the yeah. ultimate that guy. That guy. That guy. <laughs> that guy. Oh, Thomas says they're still in the Meadowlands in New Jersey. But, but they were in Penn Station, that one part where the cells were. Could it be the ticket taking state? No, I no, thought it was not. the ticket takers. I don't think but... so. No. The way I know it is because when they reach the end of that tunnel with the walkers, Maggie looks on the wall and it says 34th Street, Penn Station, and the LIRR. So they're, they have to go through Penn Station to get to what is purportedly MSG. So I do think it's the LIRR ticket takers. Yeah, there's some conversations happening. It was filmed at Meadowlands in New Jersey, but it is right. meant to be Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden. Garden. Right. right. AKA MSG. That's why I was trying to say before. Not monosodium glutamate. <laughs> Nobody's confused by this. When they came out of the building and went straight down to the subway, that was actually Newark, New Jersey. Just wanted to point <laughs> Which also has a Penn Station, too. Yes. This is kind of funny. <laughs> oh, and Thomas says, I worked with Jelko Ivanek, he means. He says the Croat on Oz. What did you do there? He is supposed to be worse than Negan at Negan at his worst, and he's not pulling that off. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's doing his best, everybody. <laughs> Shawnee's doing his best. Why can't you give him the credit he deserves? I'm not sure he's supposed to be scarier than Negan. I think he's more supposed to just be crazier than Negan and, like, willing to do worse things than Negan, if that makes sense. I think that makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. Who was saying that before? Like, I think it was Bridget. You don't know what he's going to do next because he has this kind of almost playful like exterior. He does this with the Marshall too in the last episode. It's like, oh, civilized. Oh, here's food. And, oh, there's a, then he gets dramatic with the, with the, the maggot. maggot. It's just. <laughs> so it's did Lalo. Thomas says I was a fluffer. God damn it. God damn it. God okay. damn it, Thomas. Show's over, folks. Bye. Have a good yeah. night, everybody. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> moi see, Thomas. Moi see. You're mine. I got you. Well, and a shout out to the cinematography. At the very, very end when Maggie is going down into the, in the cellar and it just fades to black yeah. and you can just hear it's silent except for their footsteps and it just fades to black as they sink into the darkness. That was freaking awesome. On the note of pyrotechnics and visual effects the lighting in the stadium and and going down the list of different effects on the console that was pretty cool but do you remember when i said that the proplacacesora song that initially plays in the last episode is like more choir-esque right and i said oh there's this uh, there's a version of it where it's kind of like upbeat and up tempo it's like this late 60s early 70s the way you did made it, it sound, like, you made it sound like it was a club remix, Dave. <laughs> no, I was trying to tell you that it wasn't like that. It wasn't like disco. It was like that kind of like, did it, did it, like that uh, game show host type kind of like song, right? Like it's an intro to a game show, like choose that door or something, or the family feud. I don't know, man. I don't know anyway, but they played that version in this episode with the lights going, did it, did it. I can't sing the song. It was very upbeat and up-tempo. It was perfect. So now you got to hear it too. Yeah, okay. See, Elisa said it best. It's like polka. Almost like mm. polka, as most songs were in that era. <laughs> That's the word <laughs> you're searching music. for. Polka. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like Sean.
Donna's question. Maybe this is the last one before we go. She says, was throwing Negan Armstrong. off the railing? I think she meant Marshall Armstrong. Was throwing Armstrong off the railing supposed to be a test, or do you think he was surprised that Negan helped him? I'd like to hear from you guys first. Though. I think he was surprised, because then he had shot him in the leg. He's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you helping him? What are you doing? Why did he shoot Negan! him in the leg? Like, what was the purpose of that? He was probably <laughs> aiming for his head and got him in the like, leg. what is this? <laughs> Very critical over these to weapons. See how far it would take to make Negan abandon him. Mm. Okay, abandon thank who? you for that clarity, because it just just seemed really weird. Abandon the Croat? You mean? No, abandon. No, okay, Charlie um, Marshall. Mm. If he was injured, would he let him fall? Mm -hmm. Or if he slows oh, him down enough, will he leave him behind? Because if he's got a big chunk ripped out of his leg, he's not going to be moving really fast. Mm. Yeah, and. Also, it's important to note that when he was pulling Pearly up, I mean, he was complaining about his hand earlier on in the episode, just holding the weapon. And so, of course, he has to pull Pearly up with his left hand, and he's tearing open whatever has been trying to heal for the last 24 hours or something. So he went through a lot of shit to try to get Pearly up. So it's kind of interesting to note. Just to be clear, I do think these weapons are awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Do you though? Yeah. Aliza, you can have one. You can have one. You just go to a hardware store. It's just a toilet yeah. sink. A toilet sink. <laughs> yes. With a. Pneumatic. No, I think they're cool too. They're I very think, creative. I think it's really innovative. Yes. Yeah. They're very yeah. creative. But then you have to do this but thing. But also, you gotta, very you gotta easy reel to it back in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe that's how it's powered, right? It has. You have to like crank it as you crank the wire back in. It powers up the. Thing. All right. Anyway, everybody, thank thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Whatever of it I have left to edit later on who knows Good it'll be luck. 30 minutes i think yeah thanks if you like what you heard remember to head over to rate this podcast.com slash squawking dead five stars and an eggplant is all we need to know that you love us tell us what you liked tell us what you didn't like tell us what we missed and we might have missed a couple things but remember to tell us after every episode if you've already rated us on apple podcasts and you can't rate us anymore there are a couple of other options to choose from i like pod chaser because you can rate as much as you want and we can respond to you in kind you can say hey you missed this and I can say, no, we didn't. And then we say, F you, Thomas, stop rating us and telling us bad things about <laughs> Zippo lighters and stuff. I regret every instance well, this of me really mentioning that. off the rails. <laughs> ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead. And if you really like what we're doing, head over to ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead or patreon.com slash squawkingdead and follow us for free. That's the only place we post our recording schedules. It's free to join the recording sessions, but the only place we post our recording schedules are on Kofi and Patreon. And if you feel like you're enjoying what you're watching or listening to, think about tipping us during the stream and your message will show up on the stream forever. And while you're doing that, you'll get 30 days of support of that content to our unedited episode recordings and a whole a host of other things and if you really like what we're doing like really really like what we're doing you can join a membership tier for as little as a dollar a month and get discord access so you can chat with us behind the scenes like takira was all week about silo which i i've really been enjoying and if we find i finally finished it and you gals are really really into it as well i really really enjoy that you are and so we're talking about a lot of things behind the scenes so think about just a dollar a month by the way if you happen to be in the upper tiers like the whispers see i remember now <laughs> the whispers and survivors tier members like takira is you can get shoutouts at the end of this episode among them are our survivors tier members one of which is on stream right now it's takira ko-fi.com slash connie dixon for life that's connie dixon the number four l-y-f-e we've got aliza jones 71 on instagram or at jones ag6 on twitter aka relishing the dead on youtube and facebook both a group and a page who's in the chat right now we got at real ryan gm on twitter we've got also fanart lindy ko-fi.com slash fanart lindy who also in her own way appeared in this episode by way of 
of gifting, well, sort of, Aliza getting her drawing of June and giving it to Charity, a.k.a. Blazy Gardner. Stay attractive. And, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm trying, man. I'm giving everybody their due. And, of course, let's go to our Whispers tier members. Among them are at Judith.Morton on Instagram, Aiden Atkin, who is ko-fi.com slash Aiden Atkin, at Tyler Philip Cox on both Instagram and Twitter, Sandy.D.Morrison on Facebook. Hello. I've been your host, David Cameo. I was joined by Cosmom09, Rachel Burt, Sharon D, a.k.a. Blazy Gardner, Bridget, ko-fi.com slash Punky Rooster. That's P-U-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-E-R. And let's say it again. Takira, ko-fi.com slash Connie Dixon for life. That's Connie Dixon, the number four L-Y-F-E. And Bridget, say the things again. Hi, everybody. I have a mediocre YouTube channel in which I'm doing a giveaway. So you should go there and subscribe <laughs> and watch my most recent video, which is an unboxing of the newest supply drop. And I'm giving away this three free months of AMC Plus to one lucky uh, baby who has subscribed, commented on the video, and liked the video. There are only like five entries right now, so you have a pretty decent chance of winning this. And I will do a live drawing on Friday. So yeah. you have until then. Friday's the last day, babies. Friday, July 14th. Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us on this episode in the chat. Eliza, Thomas, Shauna, oh man, Heather. Mitchell, well, you know, Emily. You know Mitchell. Lisa. Yes, that's right. Emily. I said Eliza, I think. Well, say it again. I said she was on the stream. <laughs> Now, you know what? I'm done. Holly330, thank you on Instagram. Seth LaRusso, Elastic Glam Radio, officially now. Thank you. You know, my favorite part of this was, it was that Sharon D and I never got to give our first impressions because mm -hmm. you just moved on. So. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. my favorite part. I didn't have a first impression. That was your first impression? That was mine, but I don't know what Sharon D's was. Anyway, good night, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. We love you. And there's no first impressions for Bridget and Charity. Bye. Bye. And me. I didn't give a first impression either. So you can go off yourselves. Good night, everybody. I love Sit you. Sit on it, Dave. And rotate. <laughs>